You're listening to UX Podcast, the monthly podcast from Stockholm, Sweden, with James Royal Lawson and Per Axman. Moving the conversation beyond UX. Hello, and welcome to UX Podcast um, for this month, which um, is from here, as usual, at um, Beantin office in Stockholm. It's a greyish day, a little bit cold now, so we're into the autumn, and I'm, I've got a little bit of a cold. So, well, and I've been talking already a fair bit, so we'll see how my voice holds up. Mm. And, um, oh, I'm James Roy Lawson, and you are? I'm Pat Axpool. Okay. And who, who the hell are you? My name is Christopher McCann. Hey, Chris. Hi, how are you? Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, today's topic. Do we know what today's topic is? Topic is? <laughs> well, we're not really sure. I think that today's topic is, uh, there's a disturbance in the force, uh, and I think it's, Coming down to the fact that we're realizing that uh, we're not in the UX community really. We have all these different um, things like UX, IA, uh, interaction design, and a lot of it crosses over to each other. And uh, we haven't really decided what are our deliveries. And we're realizing that we can't really explain. When people ask us, what do you do? Uh, we usually say, we do web design. It depends on the situation, but it depends on the situation. But a lot of time, to clients, clients don't really know what they're ordering, uh, as well. And some somewhere in there, we're realizing that we need to do something. We we're not really happy with the situation. Uh, at least I'm not. I'm I'm I've had uh, to answer lots of questions about what's the difference between interaction design and UX design. I've helped clients recently trying to recruit people like this, uh, but they don't know what they're asking. They thought they were going to be asking for a webmaster. And then we had to look at, well, what is, is it that you really need? Well, what do we call it? Well, we probably call it a web communicator. Mm-hmm. But are, is everybody who has that type of expertise going to be uh, attract, attracted by that uh, job advertisement? We don't know. This, this ties in a little bit to the, the podcast um, two episodes ago, which was Stop Producing Crap. And there we, there we did talk about the problems with you know, producing... Um, poor quality, um, you know, digital things. Um, mm. And one of the conclusions we took from that was that was the immaturity of the of the branch and image, mm. and, and the lack of knowledge on the client side of what they're buying. Um, but here, what we're talking about is the is the lack of uh, lack on both sides of, of, of knowledge and standings, like what we're buying and what we're selling. Right. Um, so we brought Chris here because <laughs> we thought we thought that he would have some answers. We've been talking. Uh, in the past, over lunches and stuff, about how the UX community in Sweden is it's hard to grasp, and really, what is it all about? And should we try and find the UX community? Should we try and organize conferences? How do we get to grips with resolving the issues of not really understanding what it's all about, and not probably organizing around the fact that uh, we are trying to do the same things, but we don't, we're not using the same words. Do you want to give a little background, Chris? Yeah, Where well, who I am. I, uh, my name is Christopher McCann, and I, uh, or Chris, as we'll be call, calling me here, I, uh, I work at InUse uh, as an interaction designer. And um, why I'm sitting here is because, and talking with Pat and James, is because I've felt for quite some time that there is, um, as Pat has said, there's a disturbance in the force, and, and I see the, the symptoms of this disturbance is a lack or at least a less formalized uh, UX forum or community in Sweden and to some extent Scandinavia 
and I've always I'm always curious why why that is. Pad touched a bit on that a bit with the um, <clears throat> the fact that it's not defined. Uh, the titles, the trades, the services, etc., uh, and I think this influences the the community aspect or um, community aspect or, or lack of a forum in at least in in Sweden at the moment. Um, these are this is my opinion. Um, so really, I'm here to talk about why this is and what we can do to maybe improve the situation. So what are some some of the main issues we're we're facing here? Is why why have you come to this situation? Do you think? Well, I mean, I I think I think that um, one of the big issues here is is again the the immaturity of the of the, the branch we, we're in, um, and that we're we're first generation of this. Um, these, you know, our forefathers didn't you know, have not already done this. We can't copy from someone else and compare it to. Um, you know, architectural building that these these things been going on for hundreds and thousands of years that we've been able to pass down between generations, iron out problems, learn how to you know title certain things and categorize certain occupations. Um, that, that's that's taken a long time to evolve. Whereas now, we're well, we're fifteen years in maybe to to the digital revolution, mm. um, and under that during that time, we've we've seen stuff alter and change numerous number of times, more times than most people would see change in their entire careers previously. Um, what, what, uh, what we've seen in the last five years, for example, is there's been so many different examples of what, what's the best way to do something. Uh, whether it's, you know, well, I think I said, um, oh, I've fallen into that thing of saying, like we said earlier, because <laughs> we tried a little chat earlier today, um, you know, the whole who is king business. Uh, mm. you know, I remember 10, 11 years ago, information architecture was one of those really hot things. It was that that was king. It was going to solve all your problems and things. And then we move forward and something else takes over. It maybe becomes CSS or... Uh, RSS. RSS. Or, um, now, we, you've got the example today of responsive web design. Suddenly, yeah. everyone has to do it. So we're, we're a flock that moves rapidly between these different you know, top hot well, topics. It's, yeah. it, it's the flock searching for the silver bullet solution that's going to yeah. make everything else yeah. easier and uh, replace what we did before. Mm. And, and that's and that's always probably been the case. But the, but the timeline previously was you know there'd be generations maybe between some of these changes, or there'd be a, mm. there'd be a sensible amount of time to kind of take it in, think about it, reflect, make small adjustments, mm. then you know go forward. Whereas whereas now we're you know we're racing as fast as we possibly can, and, and as political humans. We, we can't organize ourselves and, and, and you know relate to all this think about this and digest it before it's changed again yeah and it's, it's interesting also because we're the so-called UX community and we're supposed to actually plan ahead and mm -hmm. think about it and have a strategy and tactics but we are one of the first to actually jump on the bandwagon when it comes okay so the example responsive web design okay that's perfect we're going to do that because it's going to be it's going to solve so much, so many problems, but people are jumping onto it without actually thinking about what problems it causes as well. But but I think this is where this is what calls for to have some kind of community because as James pointed, I mean we're everything's moving quite quickly. We we skim across the the subject matter in a way that maybe you don't master all the finer details of, mm -hmm. of something, and and a community allows you to to take a break and talk talk about some of these issues in a much deeper, more fundamental way uh, and this could be some way that you you avoid some of these 
some of these misuse of the technology or the trend issues. So I, I think that, that that speaks for having a, a community or forum that can that can talk about these things in a, in a relevant way. You say it's consensus building or, or standard yeah, building. Or consensus building or just understanding building. I mean, if you understand all the all the aspects of the technology. If we'll, we'll take responsive web design as, as, as a perfect example. If you understand the fundamentals and how it works and how it doesn't work, uh, you'll be able to have a, a much better solution. And, and one thing that if you read some of Pat's uh, blog posts and whatnot, I mean, and whatnot. And whatnot. Uh, <laughs> it's a whatnot. I didn't say that. I said, <laughs> it's riveting, riveting content. Please, please. Don't miss. Don't miss UX strategy on Facebook or other the self-promotion plugs we're going to have right now. <clears throat> no, but if you, if you take back to that, then you, you can see that, that there's people using the tools that uh, aren't, don't really understand the tools. And when, when you do that, you, um, you, some, sometimes you misuse the tools or do not use the, the tools as well as you could. Which leads to uh, poor delivery, or but then, but then you say you say the tools there, Chris, as if as if that that little toolbox is is established and known, and you know what you're meant to do, and what's what's gonna happen. Well, but I think but I I, I I see them as, as I think I see them as tools, and uh, we didn't talk about this earlier today, no. but now I'm going to throw in a, in a new concept, which is the, the whole idea of a tool. And I don't know if you remember when you were a kid, you would you would use a tool um, for the first time, and you'd get some probably pretty primitive results. Whereas uh, that same tool in the hands of your father or someone much more experienced or, or mother uh, would, would yield entirely different results. And I think it's the same with these, with these new tools as well. Is, is if you don't master them, you'll get results that um, reflect that. And then what you're talking I about like there is, is, is different generations of passing knowledge between generations, right. which is what animals and, and creatures and have been doing for, for thousands of years that, you know, badges or whatever will train the young badges to do the same hunting to right. exactly. so, so, so the now we're first generation and yet in our first generation we've already had five generations right so basically the community is a place where you can you can discuss the tools uh, people can show how they use the tools uh, you can talk about how to use the tools better and uh, thereby sort of developing uh, the, the the tool use in, for, for the future or giving you ideas to develop new tools. Um, that's where, uh, if you look at to woodworking, for example, there's quite a lot of tools that were clearly developed from a previous tool, um, which does a better job. And as we get more and more specific, I think these tools are gonna be more and more specific, which means that for the right, to do the right task, you're gonna need the most perfect tool. Um, I, I, you're gonna you're gonna think I'm harping on about this though, but <laughs> given given the fact that you know we've got six months between iterations in this whole industry at the moment, I mean, how how can you kind of you know look at like woodwork for example, where you've had maybe a a, a certain um, chisel or something that has been perfected its form and shape and length and angle has been developed and perfected over hundreds of years, and the, and the skills of how to use that tool has also been passed down dozens of generations. How can we possibly cope? With doing all that in such a short time frame as we have now, well, you're you're we'll have to because it's the we, the 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 tools are being developed at, at such a rate that um, that well the tools are created by people and if we can't if people cannot master them then 
um, eventually the, the, the development will, will have to slow down to some extent. At the, same, yeah, at the same time, sharing of information about the tools and how they work mm. is much faster today as well. Mm. We have right. that possibility. Which I also see is a problem that we yeah. talked about with skimming. So you, yeah. you, you have something, a new idea, a new concept comes up at, you know, in America and within seconds people in, in Sweden are reading about that concept, you know, skimming through that concept mm. and implementing it without right. thoroughly understanding it and taking mm. the time to understand what's behind this, what's going on, why, you know, mm. what's the bigger Or don't we understand it until we've tried it? That's another aspect. I mean, I think it which takes time. Yeah, it does take time. Probably we're just, we are in the first 15 years of this technology and it's going to take a fair while to actually get to a place where we feel confident with our roles and our identities doing this stuff. I think, uh, thinking now about the, the, the lack of formal education, which is again tied to the, mm. to the fact that we've got lack of formal or standardized right. um, titles or, or, or areas, what's it, lack, there's too many, much confusion about what they all are, but um, if we take um, oh, almost any profession, um, you, can, you can decide to kind of track yourself, or you can take yourself into that profession from quite a young age, 16, 17, 18 years old, you, you know, you're, you're already edging your way towards that thing. We've, yeah, we've had web design as a, as a tracking, you know, colleges and universities and things, but some of the other stuff, it doesn't compare yet to architecture or, you know, um, le you know law school or, um, you know, a doctor, you know, medical doctors and so on. There's, there's a very, you know, established track where people who are, you know, the previous generation or they've moved into education, they're passing on their knowledge, they're formalising course plans, they're working on what to do. And we're not really anywhere near that yet, it feels like, in, inside the, the, the realm of, of mm. you know, digital stuff that, that we're doing. So isn't that just, that's, that's the disturbance we're seeing. So that's the reason for it. And we're trying probably to solve it with, getting a better UX community. But why? It, it seems like the UX community is not happening. So what's the issue there? What, why is it not taking, why are we not forming this UX community and, and learning from each other in the way that we really should? Too busy? Too busy working. We're too busy in, in doing the work. Really. Too busy keeping up. <laughs> well, I think this is where we, uh, this is where you have to look at how the community develops, how large the community is by definition and how um, it happens in individual regions and to some extent countries and there's a lot of cultural cultural issues to that mm. um, because I think really it's it's too large if you were to define it worldwide to say this is our community uh, it could be the de facto definition but in, in practical terms it has to be smaller units whether that's uh, American and then European and then within European um, even on a country level, I think you have to you have to define where the UX community for you that that meets that allows you to meet your needs is, is going to be. And right now, at least in Scandinavia, and this is one reason why I'm here because I've had some strong opinions about this, was the UX community is very splintered uh, into different countries that. I've always wondered why uh, why they couldn't be more aligned. And basically after this discussion we had before this podcast, we're not really sure <laughs> what, what, what the answer to that is. But you're really impressed by Norway. I know that. Exactly. I've been, I've been uh, as, as, as you know, you both, Pam and I, were on an Adaptive Path conference some years ago. There was quite a lot of Norwegians and after since then I've been kept quite a good contact with them. and. They seem to be very organized uh, 
and have had uh, what they call their Web Dogana, uh, as well as a very active IXDA uh, chapter. Uh, and I've been impressed by the fact that in a country smaller than Sweden, uh, that this that they can have achieved this. And I've always wondered why they can do that, or what's their success story? What's the secret sauce behind Norwegians? Mm. Um, and I'm not sure I have the answer to that. And I'm, I'm not sure, as a non-Swede, I can even I can even understand the answer to that in in some ways. I think I think one of the, the big factors there is that you you you've got to have a shepherd for your flock, and you know for these for especially these smaller countries like Norway, there has to be a couple of individuals who've really just decided. Yeah, we're going to go for this, and they've got the resources behind them to actually, you know, to do that. By resources, I mean, I mean time, really. Um, and and so far in Sweden, no one's really picked up that ball, and, and decided to be, you know, the the, the community manager mm. for for the U.S. community, the the shepherd for the flock. Um, you know, either because everyone's too busy, um, or or perhaps it's something more more fundamentally. Um, Swedish that the, the, the you know the consensus consensus um, um, country we live in means that it, it takes more effort to get something organized um, perhaps could, could be could be uh, I'm not sure and I, I'm not sure even if yeah. are people expecting there to be a UX community like like we are apparently we are but maybe everyone else is just satisfied with their work and no, am I? But I don't know if I am expecting a community to be honest. I, I, I just, I just want us to produce better, better shit. Stuff, better stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm I not really worried if you're actually king or something else is king. But but I, but I understand yeah. the need that I, I, I see in the entire branch that we we haven't got enough. I mean, I struggle every single week to describe what I do mm. because it, it, it's different for every single client because right. they don't understand this branch, mm. um, but they have they have some understanding of what they've done this far. So you've got to instantly read, okay, read off, what do they understand? Where are they? What am I doing here? Can I, can I pa- package myself in a way mm. that they're going to understand and appreciate? Um, and that's, that's, that's really not easy. You know? I don't think it's, it's not limited to UX. Right. Well, I, I think I think there is I think there is a a, a need, and I think there is interest. Um, you know, I'm very active on on Twitter, and 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 I've talked to a lot of people at different organizations and companies. And I think when I do mention it, everyone says, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's really that's really interesting. That's really there's a need for that." Whether or not they're they'll execute on that and, and participate is another issue. But at least uh, there's a there's a, a definite response to that. So I I think. I think we can all relate to the feeling when you do go to a conference or a group and you're finally in a, a forum of like-minded people and you're like, yeah, okay, these all people get what what I do. I don't have to explain um, what I do in very, very basic terminology as James was talking about, you know, more or less saying, yeah, I work with websites. I mean, you can go into the, the specifics. So I think there's a there's a set of, there are people there. I believe that there's a set of kindred spirits, um, in that work in this area, and I believe strongly that there are enough in Sweden to to have a good, to develop a good good community. So if we talk about the flock aspect of it, um, <clears throat> I, I agree. I think there needs to be. Um, I think one of the solutions is for there to be simply a group or uh, a de facto leader or leaders um, that just start 
this sort of this sort of forum. And I think one of the <clears throat> one of the if there, if anyone listens to this podcast, which I'm sure that they do, uh, <laughs> I would love to. I think hear, they do because we measure it. Yeah. I, w- I would love to hear what people have to say about other other people in Sweden, uh, and specifically Swedes, uh, about what. What, uh, what, what, what should we do here? A, are there people interested in participating in a UX community? And B, how you would like to do that? Uh, truly, a couple of really simple questions. So if, if you know, yeah. if you want to get back to us, please do. I mean, we're, uh, we're just talking about a subject that we find interesting and would like to find a solution. Um, I could propose a problem here <laughs> that uh, I'm seeing and that we've talked a bit about before as well uh, is that just to, it's just it hasn't been that long that we've started calling ourselves UXers mm-hmm. before it was usability engineers and interaction designers which were more defined in what they produced and what the roles were as, as soon as we moved into UX some UXers actually said well I'm doing all that and some more which I think pissed a lot of people off mm-hmm. So we're also seeing that there are rips between and people not actually well organizing themselves within the same titles anymore and actually seeing themselves as different from the others. Uh, but when we're looking at the conferences and the setups for the different, uh, for, for interaction design conference, for in, information architect conference, it's all the same stuff we're talking about actually. Content strategy conferences or whatever. Yeah, because the industry is not that wide or broad actually. So yeah, and that, that, that was, that, now we go back to the, the the seed that was the beginning of this entire podcast series mm-hmm. that we UX LX in, in Lisbon that we you know there was all this talk of silos every single session talking about silos and you know the UX people were whinging about the SEO people or the interaction the designers or the um, yeah, yeah pick whatever you know combination of books, you know, letters and whatever you fancy and mm-hmm. there was lots of whinging inside the branch right. about how we split ourselves up and work together mm-hmm. and then we know at the same time. There's a lot of a misunderstanding between the client and the and the you know the people working with it. So we've got we've got several interfaces now, all confused about who's what and doing what and mm. how do we work together on this. So so much energy is disappearing sideways. Mm. And I think I'm, what Chris was saying about tools, I really like that because it basically I think we should be talking more about tools and outputs rather than titles and like the umbrella terms for our industry. We should be talking about what the hell are we producing? What are we giving to our clients? What are the deliverables? And we talk, when we talk more about that, we're gonna stop uh, complaining about the differences between these different roles. Mm-hmm. But to do that, we need to come together and, and really identify what are the different deliverables that we're talking about. Mm. Because, I mean, customer journey maps, yes. I'm doing a lot of that now because I find that it's a great tool. Uh, other industries have been using it for a long time, longer than UX, but we're moving it into the UX arena now and saying that's UX. Uh, well, yeah, maybe it is and maybe it isn't. Uh, that's for us to decide, it seems. Mm. I mean, that's uh, that's one of the things we've we're seeing that um, we're um, we're realizing more and more that everything we're doing is based on stuff that's that's established. I mean, it's mm. it's, it's there is stuff out there practices and routines and so on that, that apply to different trades that are exactly what we're doing but we've we've been moving too fast to, to, to see it it's the forest and the trees thing that we you know, we're, so, we're so deep in what we're doing now that we don't have time to reflect and realise that uh, you know 
customer journey maps or whatever that we did used to do in that industry over there that is actually the very mm. same thing as we're doing here now um, you know we're all business management consultants when it comes down to it yeah and I think that's I mean, yeah basically yes those are all good good point I mean the speed definitely but also if we go back to James uh, James example of, of tools and adaption of tools many years ago I mean they occurred through between different countries and the the communication was quite slow then. Then it was people in boats and you know out doing horseback, doing horseback <laughs> campaigns and and all sorts of lovely things. Parts of his, parts parts of history that we might like to forget. <laughs> but the good parts about that was the adaption of tools across across the world. And now we have a medium that is is almost instantaneous. And assuming that you're using a language that everyone understands. Um, oh, we have Google Translate. Yeah, we have Google, yeah, Google Translate. Yeah, but even still, that, I don't know how effective that is. But <clears throat> um, that, that you can communicate these ideas. And so the faster things happen and the faster the ideas are, are sort of transmitted around the world um, results in that you know, things are happening a lot faster and, and you don't really have the time to master the tools. So my, my feeling is that a community can help to do that, that you can meet, discuss, uh, exchange experiences, dive deeper into how you use them, demonstrate how you use them versus how someone else uses them, and by that way, forming a better understanding of the tool and hopefully uh, you know, creating a more unified view of the tool and its advantages and disadvantages. I'm talking way too much about tools here, so we'll, I'll, uh, maybe we should move to... Well, I'm, I'm I'm nice. Nice. it's time to round up a little bit. Yeah. I was gonna round up now by just being the, the, the doom meister <laughs> uh, I, I, I think we're doomed really well I, say, I think we're prepared I said doomed we're, we're, I think we're going to apocalypse now yeah well, I think we're going to be perpetually in because everything goes so so incredibly fast mm. that I, I can't and, and I look at the demands from businesses and and how um, a lot of people see you know, web stuff or digital stuff as stuff they can do themselves. They can, you know, anyone can do a YouTube video. Anyone can do a, a WordPress site in seconds, and mm -hmm. anyone can do. You know, we've we've got that aspect of things. So the speed is, it's not going to slow down, and we're still going to be confronted with the with this from from companies that we 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 won't be able to sit back and say, okay, now we actually need to take a, think about this and do it in this way. Your your smaller companies or other organisations is going to you know want something now now mm -hmm. let's think now because they can. So the speed is going to continue, and we're just not going to be able to organise this in a way that's comparable with architecture or some other the, the established professions and trades from from years ago. I'm afraid. Doctor Doom. So what does everyone think? <laughs> Apocalypse now, <laughs> or the or the or the golden road forward of. Um, oh come on, then you know just finish up by telling me I'm wrong, and that you, you can uh, see the light in all this, and that there's a, there's. A, I, I can way. see. I can see the light in this. I, I'm, I'm uh, good. I, good I, Chris. I, 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 I'm an optimist as well. I'm actually, really actually, Paris getting out his gun and polishing his gun now because uh, of the apocalyptic message here. But I believe that there is is a uh, there is a way forward um, that it's gonna be it's gonna go fast. It's gonna be quick. Um, but I feel that with the energy of the people that I know um, they are sitting in this room as well as other people that I, I've met the last number of years I think it can definitely it's definitely positive for the future and I think a, I think a community is a, a linchpin of, of that success hmm. that's my my two cents 
I, I see a light future if we stop whining and stop complaining and actually try to have more fun when we do this work and that's going to attract a lot more attention. Just having the fun. That's all about user experience, you know. That's right. <laughs> so all the clients out there, you need to buy more fun from us. Mm. <laughs> right. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we're signing off. Cheers. Uh, thank you, Chris, for coming. Thank yeah. you for having me here. Let's listen to me talk about tools. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye. And Bye-bye. get in touch. Let us know what you think. You've been listening to UX Podcast with freelance consultants James Royal Lawson and Per Axel. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit uxpodcast.com.